This week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast is brought to you by 2020's emerging rap artist Lil Bit and her debut album, Lil Bit Crooked. Bursting into the rap scene from the prolific artist community in Polo, Illinois, HR professional turned rapper Lil Bit has put together an album that speaks to the hearts and minds of a generation. With her gunslinging lyrics and 8-bit beats from her producer Lil Caesar, Lil Bip captures the fun in life while telling the true story of America in her tracks, like 12 Million Dollar Chump, which critiques how capitalism has overshadowed the purity of the sport of basketball. Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying is a lyrical masterpiece that recites the entire dialogue of Shawshank Redemption word for word in only four and a half minutes. I don't like it blowing in my face attacks the household fan industry with a very simple message. Better get that air out of my face or I'll punch you in the throat and set fire to this place. The world of music and humanity in general has been aching for an artist like Lil Bit and now it's time for you to get Lil Bit Crooked. Head over to lilbitcrooked.com right now to buy your copy of Lil Bit Crooked. Enter the code MINDGAP at checkout to get entered in a chance to meet Little Bit live over Zoom and also get a free human resources consultation. Little Bit Crooked by Little Bit, a rap album that will define the future. Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Well, hey there, you lovely human. On this week's podcast, Justin and I talk about movies and how they will be affected by the pandemic. Specifically, we explore an article from crack.com that posits what horror movie plots will be like. We then talk about the current and future state of movie theaters and how COVID-19 will irrevocably change how we watch movies and how movie theaters will survive in the future. Special thanks to all the folks who joined us on Twitch for this one. The chat was lively and the questions were excellent. So sit your ass down in your comfy ass chair, pop some popcorn, and put on your 3D glasses as we head into episode 245 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. So, hey Twitch, what's up? Hope everyone's doing well. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. And if you're listening to this, happy Thursday, or whenever it is that you're listening to this. But specifically yeah. for Twitch, because if you're cool, you're on Twitch. Right. You're having fun with us. We haven't said hi to the listeners yet, personally. <laughs> hi to the, the Twitchers. We always say hi to Anyone Twitch who's first. twitchy. You twitchy fucks. You twitchy fucks, you wanna fuck your twitchy fucks? Oh yeah, silky silky. Get to it. Hmm, yeah, mind gap. Coming at ya. Gonna make you sexy, make you squirm. What's up? It's hot in here. 
Don't worry, that wasn't uh, it wasn't copywritten or anything. <laughs> that was an original. <laughs> that was an original. <laughs> sure. That was uh, that was way better than the intro music I played. <laughs> I, I, I wanted so bad to hear what it was, but I couldn't hear. You have to go back to the stream me, and play it. You know, told me to be muted. Yeah, because otherwise, if you're talking, they can hear it. I yeah. want it to be a surprise. It's like we uh, as we fade in. You know. I dig it. I dig it. I dig you. I dig you. Your mother. Your mother. You know what I'm saying? Mother. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. So, uh, first of all, I want to do a quick shout out to some folks uh, who just recently followed us on Twitch. Uh, Duffy's91. Thank you very much. Variety XZ. And a metronome. Spelled metro and then gnome like the little creature. Uh, nice. Thanks for the follows on Twitch, guys. Appreciate it. We are up to 40 followers now, Dude, which is yes. freaking awesome. So thank yes. you to everyone who's been participating on our streams, who's been uh, communicating with us, especially on our video game streams. We've been having a goddamn blast on these things. This has been so much fun. It has been pretty damn fun. Of course, fun. I'm not right lie. now in this moment, my cat wants to leave my room. So one moment, please. <laughs> We're seeing the source of the light now. The I source crush. of all the light. There Doug's, we go. The source of all light. Doug's crotch. Hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. You want to get a tan? Just step a little bit closer. <laughs> to the light. To the light. AKA my crotch. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, this has been so much fun. I've had such an absolute blast on these video game streams. They've been so much fun. The last one we did was Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. Justin showed up. Sam was there. Jared was there. Etoy07 opt in and actually on our Discord and started diffusing bops. It was amazing. We had so much fun. We just released our highlight video today. Head over to our YouTube channel and check that out. I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way now because I, it's, I'm so excited for it. I want you to be prepared now. If you're on Twitch now, get get ready. And if you're listening to this on launch day on Thursday, this is super important. Thursday, April 30th, I'm going to be doing a bonus video game stream with my brother. We're going to be playing a game called Warhammer Vermintide 2. If you like or have heard of Left 4 Dead, it's very similar to that, but it takes place oh. in the Warhammer universe. And here is the coolest shit about this game. There is a Twitch mode in it. And that allows people who are watching on Twitch to vote for what happens while we're playing. It could be something as simple as, I don't know, spawning a bunch of horrific bad guys. Or it could be like, here's some health. So you get to vote and see exactly what happens. Jerbus, welcome to the stream. And Jerbus was actually there uh, and he was helping test it. He hopped on and uh, he says, this game is cool. We get to vote for Doug to lose. So I'm all for that. And my brother was helping me test it out. And so he, of course, was saying whatever it makes it hard for you is what I'm voting for. So uh, the power is in your hands. So that's going to be Thursday, April 30th on our Twitch stream. That's twitch.tv slash podcast, 8 p.m. Central Time. Come hang out. Come play a part in how the game unfolds. So it should be a yeah. real blast. And what's it, it's, what's it called again? It's called Warhammer Vermintide 2. Ah, uh, Vermintide. Ah, the Vermintide. Oh, yeah. This is Warhammer Universe, yeah. the Vermintide. Exactly. It's not the Coolintide, it's the Vermintide. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's exactly Yeah, Warmintide. Mm, yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> Two good hips, porn star mustache. Hey, you're welcome. You're absolutely right. And while we're on the topic of two good hips, I want to—I realize I didn't thank him. <laughs> while we're on the topic of two good hips, I've got porn. him right now. But I want to say shout out to Hag, who thought it was really cool to send me a copy of Rudy. Uh, oh yes, through iTunes. Very thankful for that. I accepted it immediately. Uh, you may have heard me rant and rave either in person or on here about how the movie itself is enjoyable, but it's also kind of annoys me. We've, we've talked about it before also is that Haig is uh, in a unique position in life um, where some people some people have this and some people don't, but Haig definitely does. Uh, it's called disposable income, and Haig is not afraid to use said disposable income to make Doug, to enrich Doug's life, mm-hmm. we'll say. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's been very enjoyable when I randomly found uh, a, a cell phone neck holder arriving at my home um and i couldn't figure out who it was and i immediately called facetime justin i was like did you do this he goes hold Explain on the meaning of this i was like did you do this and he's like hold on and he he, he hooks me up with Hag, and he's like i'm like i should have known it was Hag. i should have known when i got a uh poop guest book to go in, into my uh you know my bathroom you know basically sign hey i pooped here Mm-hmm. Of course, it was Hag. And then, of course, to get an email. Oh, Rampage. How can I forget Rampage? Right. That was, you know. Uh, Are we missing one? By the way, I almost texted both of you the other the other day because we were going through our videos. And Natalie saw Rampage. She goes, Dad, that's your movie. Again. She just knows that's Dad's <laughs> that's dad's movie. Yeah, and I've is. never watched it. I have a feeling that one day she's going to ask to watch it. I'm going to be like, fine, I guess if you want to, we can watch it. I have no well, idea. We'll see. Can I ask a, a serious favor? Please. The day you do that, can I FaceTime with you for a full two hours and I watch mean, it with you? I mean, if you want to, charge up your phone and let's do it. Make sure you're on so Wi-Fi. Excited. Let's watch it. It'll be a blast, <laughs> I'm sure. And to answer your question, uh, Hag, no, we have not watched Rudy yet. But, um, yeah. So it's yeah. not really her style right now. So, um, Yeah. But thank you. I just want to say thank you for the gift because it's one of those things where I think if you're spending money to do a prank on me, I will accept it. So I think that's only fair. One we do not take it. I think it was like, what if I send him Rampage? I'm gonna. You spent money on me. I'm gonna accept it. So right. I mean, that's that, to me, that's some commitment to a bit. So I respect Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I very much respect it. So thank you for sending me uh, Rudy. That's very kind of you. Yay! That makes me happy. And it got me thinking as I was cooking. Because, uh, yeah, I never took the dollar, though, Hag. Hag tried to send me a dollar through That was the other Apple one. Pay. I was right. like, who the hell is this? I was this? like, we forgot one thing. I know we did. I was like, who's trying to send me a dollar? And you're like, accept it. I go, no, I don't know who this is. I'm not accepting their dollar. That, I still have that video. I might. I said I was going to post it. I forgot to. I'll, was I promise funny. I'll post it tonight. That was very, very funny. Yeah. Or tomorrow morning, maybe. We'll but see. I was thinking, I cooked a lot this weekend. I made homemade Pop-Tarts. Okay. And uh, I made, what else did I make? Can't remember, but um, strudel. Uh, no, poop tarts. Okay. Um, and as I was cooking, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to write the anti-Rudy story. You know, I want to write. I don't How know what that, that is. I don't know that what that is, is right now, but I'm thinking it's it's a person who really desperately wants to do something. They're trying really hard, although they're bad at it, and the movie ends with them failing because they shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing something else. What, and what if you write the movie that goes right along with your principle of this, though, which is uh, which which is they realize they shouldn't be doing it 
and they just don't. So the movie's only like 20 minutes. No, no, it's got to have the person who's like trying to persevere. It's like, if you just don't give up, man, you'll win. And at the end, they don't win because they should have given up and done something they were good at. I, a <laughs> it's a real uplifting... A true inspiration. A real uplifting, uplifting yeah. film. I think part of the reason why that appeals to me so much is because I've had those realizations a couple times in my life where I'm like, I really want to do this, but I know deep down that I don't have a full grasp of this and I never will. So I'm not going to be super, I'm not going to be successful in it. So I got to call it, man. I got to call it and I have to shift, you know? So like, can I ask like an ex- for an example of something? I'll give you two. I only asked for one, Doug. I'm going to give you a bonus one. First one was uh, I I originally majored in computer science in college. And I was like, I I did it for the completely wrong reasons because I liked playing video games. I'm like, this makes sense. I like to play video games, computer science. I'll program video games. And then uh, I took Calculus 1 and I got a C. And I was like, I've got to take like five more, more complicated math classes than this. It's like, I... I enjoy the concept of programming, but there's no way I'm ever going to be really, I just, I, there was a, there was a hard wall that I hit sure. and I was like, I'm not going to be able to get over this wall. I won't, I won't be able to bust through it. I just, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to call it. And I did. And it was the right decision because even to this day, I will feel it. It was like trying to watch the movie primer. Like I get to a certain point. I'm like, I got it. And I lost it. I'm done. I'm out. I can't, I can't keep going. Like, <laughs> I hit my I hit my capacity yeah. for understanding, and the other one was uh, my um, music producer producer um, major yeah. I was going for in grad school, where I was like, I want more. <laughs> my, my brother just hopped in. He goes, I came into Doug smashing walls. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. That's about right. But I was in, uh, you know, I was doing, you know, music producing, and I just, I was like trying so hard to not only a understand how to set up the recording equipment, which I don't know if you guys have listened to this podcast, but at one point I was holding the microphone backwards, um, which why it wasn't recording that well. So, uh-huh. um, you know, it's it's not always uh, it's not always meant to be. But that on top of that, I I was listening to someone perform. We actually had students come in and they were recording a track. And our teacher was like stopping them and going, hey, guys, you were off there. You came in too early. And I was like, I didn't hear that, you know. And then he did it again. He's like, sorry, your pitch was off there. Let's try it again. Let's take it from the top. I'm like, I didn't hear that either. And I was like, <laughs> I had this horrific understanding. I was like, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this very well because I have to be able to coach people through their musical vision. And I'm like, you know what I like? I like Blink-182. Do you? Can we? I don't know how to make the sound from Adam of the State or anything like that. But, I mean, you want to try? Is it maybe bang Coke bottles together? Is that it? My producer teacher talked about how he was helping a band record one time and this guitarist could not play the riff that he had written. And the producer got so frustrated. that he goes, give me the guitar. And he played it on the track for the artist. So wait a second. The artist wrote the track, could not play his own. Okay. And then he goes, give me the guitar. And he just goes, recorded. He goes, we're done moving on. Like just, Oh, oh man! Well, we got some stuff wow. over here. In a, uh, yeah. Interviewed. Oh, Kurt Riley. 
Kurt Riley? I remember that guy. He was like a PE teacher. Kind of a dick when I was growing up. Uh, my brother said he interviewed him today for a job. Too many weird things wow. since 2016. Uh, Etoy says, yeah, computer science. You can always go back to it and try again. I hate math. But when I went back to school for my master's in computer science, I didn't have to take any math classes. Why? Because it's grad school. Okay, well, that answers that question. Uh, I guess my degree in history let me get out of math. Wait, what? Hold on. What? How did yeah. your degree in history get you out of math classes? Explain yourself, how, sir. How does it not? <laughs> You're like, I had history, so therefore I'm clear of all statistics and calculus, too. Thank you very much. Let Don't me need tell you to... something right now. I was going for my medical degree, <laughs> took home economics. I was good. <laughs> I can perform open heart surgery now. This guy's practiced, you know, cleaning up stuff. He's good. He's, <laughs> he's got it. Etoy's response, I don't know. No, None of this makes sense. It seems like there's a flaw in the system there, sir. I'm sorry. Well, that's higher education in a nutshell. You... Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> um... So that long-winded answer is those are two situations in my life where I had to take a hard, hard look at what I was good at and what I wasn't. And I had to basically be like, I can't do this. I'm going to, I have, I can't, this isn't my forte. And I'm going to have to find something else in which in grad school I pivoted. And I was like, you know what? I like music, but I also like the business side of it. I really like music placement and films and TV. So I'm going to shift over to music supervision, which worked out. It was a better fit for what I was doing anyway. It got me some, and that's what you're doing now. 100%. Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring that up because <laughs> as I make videos now for my job, I <laughs> obsess over the music that I put in to the videos. Of obsess course. over it. And the most recent one that I made was about resilience in the workplace. Mm. And I let it off with the main theme song from Thor Ragnarok like the 80s version of it, and it ended, I'm very proud of this. Very rarely do I find like the perfect fit, the perfect fit of a song for what's going on. And when I do, I'm at 90% blood flow. Like it's just, it's 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 as close to an erection as I can get. And I was so excited. Tell me about it. So let me tell you about this, baby. Mm. So we're talking about resilience, right? Yeah. And how you should never stop believing. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, well, obviously we got to play Journeys Don't Stop Believing at the end. And it's got to fade into that. It's got to fade into that. Right as it's like fading out and coming into like the, the logos and stuff, it's got to go, don't stop. I was like, I had it planned out perfectly. But I learned from you, some, a lesson I learned from you is like when you're putting music, background music, it's best not to really have a lot of lyrics because it's extremely distracting. Mm -hmm. Because you'll hear it, and because it's not regular, you're like you'll pick up on it. Right. So I was like, like what? It's, it's so important that I have this particular. It's got to fade into the lyrics. So I found an instrumental version of it. Well played. And then I, but the thing was, they were played at two different tempos. Oddly enough, they weren't synced up exactly. And I was like, all right, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time it up just right. And then I just sort of splice them together the last second as it was hitting. Like I was increasing the volume so you couldn't even tell. And it just bleeds right into it. And I'm like, my work here is done, ladies and gentlemen. It's those done. Are, as far as editing goes, those are the best. Anyone who has never edited before will never know the the pure, unadulterated joy that you feel when you make 
an edit that you didn't think was going to work. And like you get to the end, you're like, all right, let me just bring these two things together. And <gasps> oh, my God, it works. My f- there's there's oh. something so fucking satisfying about that feeling. My favorite thing is when I have the song like length just matches perfectly and I don't have yeah. to like add to it yes. <laughs> or like chop it up so that find you can't a, tell. Find a place that you can like loop. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is actually, I don't have to do anything. It just saved right. me time and it works. It's perfect. <sighs> but right. I've gotten better at that now too, because there's a lot of times where I really want to force the song because I like it. And I'm like, sure. but I've gotten better. I'm like, this is not a good fit for this video. This is a good fit for Doug, but not for this video. So Save I'm it. You will get to use it somewhere. It's like, not now. Yeah. Not now. So, yeah. So anyway, I want to make the antithesis to Rudy and I want to have it where the lesson is do what you love. No problem. But at some point, if you want to make it a career, give up. And that's Doug. (laughs) Practical Doug gives sad (laughs) advice. And that's the that I got your theme song to the to the entire the, the score to the entire film. <laughs> but it's kind of like credits are super super quick. But it's got like point. some Hans Zimmer like percussion to it, and it's right. like kind of like what he did in Inception. He took that one song and slowed it down throughout. The, it's just like that right. is played, and you realize that the Inception, the horn. Careful, there's a train coming. Wow, I mean, I'm sorry, honk honk. <laughs> Right. That's it, man. It's it's just like not only is it the antithesis to Rudy, it's just a, a poor recreation of Hans Zimmer's sound effects and That's what it is. It seems like it seems like something cool, like a Christopher Nolan movie like Inception or something. But it's just it's 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 somehow cleverly disguised, is what it is. Oh my but God. it's the anti Rudy movie, is what it is. Yeah. I think we've got our next project. I'm not going to lie to you. Twitch listeners, help us write this movie, man. <laughs> Guys, we're putting the podcast and all streams on hold from now until we get this done. All right. D. Crockard 84 says, this is awful. But when I first started teaching, I played that sad song on my computer when a kid asked how he did on a test. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would never do that now and probably write someone up for that. But I would still laugh. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> I would argue, don't write them up. The kid deserved it. Kids kids need to be shamed when they're wrong. It's the only way they learn. I think he means he would write up the teacher if they did that. Right. That's what I mean. Don't write the teacher up. The teacher does nothing wrong in that situation. Kids need to be shamed when they do something wrong. That's hilarious. Like, get a wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes me think I was, I, was, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how parents sort of like – um prepare their kids in some way of like trying to give teach them humility and one of them was Burt Kreischer and he realized oh boy he realized how much his dad just didn't understand him like and who he was like an example was he uh Burt was playing tennis with his dad and Burt was hitting really well Burt was like probably in like fifth or sixth grade and he was like hitting really well his dad's like whoa you're hitting really really good today buddy he's like uh and, and he goes, do you want to, do you want to maybe like play a game for something? You want to name your stakes? And Burke goes, I want a puppy. His dad's like, so you mean if you win, all right, here's the deal. If, if you win, we'll leave right now. As soon as it's over, we'll go to go get a puppy. Burke's like, awesome. His dad just crushed him. His dad like 
absolutely was just serving like crazy and everything like that. And Bert was getting really mad. Yeah. Dad's like, what's wrong? He's like, I thought I was doing well. He goes, I was letting you do well. I don't want a fucking puppy. We're not getting a fucking puppy. We're not going home with that. He's like, now get in the car. It's just like <laughs> completely crushed him. And he did that like multiple times in his life where he's, his dad was just basically like, no, like I, I'm going to, I'm going to basically, <laughs> I'm going to wreck you. Did that this ever happen to you? This explains a lot about, <laughs> no, I didn't, it never happened to me because I had supportive, well-adjusted parents. And that's probably why I don't have a career as a successful comedian who takes his shirt off at every chance he gets yeah. and is an alcoholic yeah. because I had normal, well-adjusted parents. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not a normal thing to do to a kid. I'm just saying that's, that's, uh, I, I feel like what you're doing there is sure you're teaching them disappointment and humility, but you're also teaching them never to trust anyone. Yeah. And I feel like that might not be the healthiest thing. Well, I think it's funny because Bert looks back on that almost fondly because he said he had such a lack of humility and he had just unabashed. I don't even know if I want to call it confidence, but if he was living, he said, he, he said, if I, if you would have taken that out of my life, if you would just planted me on an Island without my parents and asked me where I would have ended up, he goes, I would have been in knee high moccasins and a loincloth. And I would have been telling anyone I could find how cool I was because I caught a fish the other day. Like, and I, and, and even though I didn't actually do it, I would be telling him how cool I was. He goes, yeah. I would have been a complete loser if I didn't have someone <laughs> shaking. Now I would also agree that his dad was a, was a bit rough, a bit rough on that. I would I think, agree to that. I think it affected him pretty, pretty harshly, <laughs> more or less. Oh my God. Woo. But anyway, who is right? Um, I wanted to talk today. Because I yes. sent you this article the other day from Cracked, written by Dan Duddy uh, from Cracked. Old Mr. Duddy. Mr. Duddy. And Mr. He, Fuddy Duddy. He's he, never heard that before. Never. He's the first to hear it. And we are the first to say it. And basically what the article was, it's called, All This Is Going to Change Horror Films Big Time. The idea that what we're going through in the pandemic is going to shift and change how basically what scares us moving right. forward. Um, and I was fascinated by this because there was one particular line in here that, because a lot of our horror films reflect what's going on in society. And he starts out by saying, just like how the atomic bomb gave birth to Godzilla and the events of September 11th made the public so desensitized as to pave way for torture porn, like sod hostile, the coronavirus is going to transform the genre profoundly, profoundly, profoundly. Um, the question is how? More or less, like, and he kind of posits a couple of ideas potentially for how it's going to go, uh, which I find very, very interesting. One of them being that um, he feels like if it's going to inspire it in a subtle way, he goes after an era of social distancing and face coverings. Perhaps we we'd fear those who don't wear masks more than those who do. He's like a maskless Michael Myers leaping out to grab you might be infinitely scarier than his masked variant. Yes. So the idea of how and which is funny because then they show a picture of Michael Myers wearing his mask it's like this is what responsibility looks like <laughs> wearing a mask but I, I, I'm fascinated by that because obviously was it art imitates reality or is it the other way around I don't remember I'm uh, a it's an example of life well I think they, life it's, imitating it's depending art? on what, 
well, depending on what uh, context you're using it in. Yeah. Like, I think people people can go both ways. It's either art imitating life or life imitating art. Yeah. yeah. But this would be an example of, yeah, um, life imitating art. If uh, if horror movies were to then be uh, inspi- or um, uh, informed by the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Uh, D. 4 says he has a frowny face. He says, my face when you don't mention how this will change porn. Jervis says they already have quarantine porn. Yeah. Jervis goes, my friend told me. <laughs> yeah, well, of course he did. Yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, but I'm fascinated because that's, I mean, really, The Dark Knight was a reflection of 9-11 and the idea sure. of interrogation and the, the idea of terror, the Joker and how he terrorized the city. Like, it was a reflection of what was going on in the world around us. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, the slasher movies, you know, the idea of like, it could be the person next door the whole time. That's a psychopath because based on what was happening and, and things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated about what this could possibly mean for horror movies going forward. What, what do you think? Well, I think the article was really well written, actually. I think uh, what it, one of the things that it uh, did, 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 did you, I'm just going through, the point they made saying that um, imagine making a uh, – it'd be like if you made a scary movie about an evil German dictator in the 1940s. That's not horror. That's history. So they're saying like movies like Contagion is going to – but I, I love that point. The point that I really thought they drove home uh, – and I'm trying to find it in here – is um, where they said basically after – I can't find it in here, but where the um, the Godzilla point. Yeah. Like that, that, that I think, that I think I never, I never considered when Godzilla kind of first came around. And that really made me start kind of thinking more about like, shit, these things really do reflect, uh, what's, what's going on in the, in the current, uh, environment. One of the ideas that they, they brought up is, is zombies. Cause that's the first thing, obviously when this came about, everyone was just like, Oh, who's patient zero? Who's you know? How many people are infected? Yeah. The the correlations between that were were drawn immediately, and something that they put in here is is uh, you know basically the idea of zombies is now because it's so real, it's it's kind of lost its 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 horrorness, if you will. And they they posit, will it? Will they? Uh, feast on our lungs instead of our brains or instead of through a bite, are they going to transfer it through a sneeze or a cough or just a touch, you know, something like yeah. that. And the idea of not knowing who is infected and who is not like yeah. almost like um, uh, the thing. Yeah. You don't know oh, who's infected right. like that. I think the thing that we're going to see more horror movies, I think that are more akin to that, which I, I, I actually do think that there is a, a very good chance that this does influence that genre. 100%. I, I love the subtleness to it because, like, with Godzilla, it wasn't, it was all, ba- it was contingent on the idea that this nuclear bomb went off. And because of that, and because we saw everything that came from it, radiation poisoning and stuff like that, people were like, well, what if it created this monster, which is a, you know, a, a metaphor for everything else that's going on? And, you know, just kind of like D. Cochran said, you know, Godzilla is a metaphor for our collective fear of retribution from an angry Mother Nature manifested in a giant green monster. That also, is one way of looking at it. Yes, I love that they said. Uh, Jervis says we're going to get new zombie movies where people argue that zombies are a hoax, and D. Cochran says, and then use bleach to kill them. Well played, Perfect. gentlemen. Well played. Um, so, 
I, I love the idea of the subtle ways that this will manifest. Because obviously the thing that they reference initially is like the movie Contagion. That's pretty heavy on the nose, right? It's like, sure. oh, a disease is, is, is spreading. But I love the idea of something transferring in a way or someone, you know. The, also, it was like, um, they listen here, they're the preconceived notions of safety. Now we typically think safety in numbers. But after this... Because used to be, if you split up, you're an idiot. You're going to get picked off. But maybe Absolutely. now, isolation is the way to be. And if, if people come together, that's where the danger is. Maybe it right. says maybe a post COVID nineteen slasher is a shapeshifter, able to take the guise of other people and rendering you unable to live safely unless you are alone. Not unlike the thing, exactly. which I think is is very poignant in that regard. But I find it interesting the art that will kind of come come from this you know horror action films um dramas even like i said you know the dark knight was kind of made with the influence of 9-11 you know kind of in the periphery i wonder what sort of superhero stuff will exist from this will we see more even more post-apocalyptic situations where like here's this future you know ravaged by disease and you know things like that you know i mean Planet of the Apes literally was, you know, that's how it was. A disease spread killed most of humanity, and be- that allowed the apes to whatever, you know, progress in their sort of situation, stuff like that. So can't I can't state this enough. I, I don't feel like I should have to, but I'm going to do for safety. Like, this is a horrible situation. I wish everyone to be well. I don't, I don't enjoy what's happening in the world. But sociologically speaking and everything like that, I'm curious as to what comes from this and how... Because I feel like the art that is built from these sorts of situations is always interesting. You know, you think about yeah. music from the Vietnam era or movies from that time or people that are just affected by all that different stuff. I mean, if you watch most movies in the 90s, I mean, they're hilarious. Like the action movies and stuff like that yeah. are just like so over the top. We're America. We're literally right. punching our way out of everything. And I mean, grow, I remember growing up with those Schwarzenegger movies, those Stallone movies. I'm like, this is fucking rad, man. Right. Now, a lot of action movies are like, this is grounded. This is gritty because a lot of it is we were, I don't know, to a certain extent robbed of that, uh, <laughs> that, that, I don't know, silly action situation, right. you know, like the idea like, that, you know, oh yeah, this isn't how the real world works. We waterboard people. Right. Right. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's not all camp and, uh, oh, the good guys on top. The, the idea of the good guy is a very, very blurred line, I think, in a lot of, uh, in reality. And I think we're, we're seeing that reflected in, in action movies now more than we had in the, in the 80s and 90s when it was America, fuck yeah, get the Ruskies. Yeah, yeah. right. The, um, Russia was our enemy, you know, like everything. It's either yeah. Russia or Serbia. It's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I think what what I do think is going to be interesting <clears throat> is to see the first couple people who do tackle this because the and how they approach it, because there's going to be the misstep because there always is. Yeah. It's going to be the person who has maybe good intentions, but just doesn't have the touch to to, to do it tenderly enough to, to really make it stick. And they're going to go after, instead of going after, um, well, we talked about this before. Like when you're making fun of, when you're doing a joke about cancer, you're not making fun of the people who have cancer. You're making fun of the disease itself yeah. and giving power back to those who have it. Something like that. 
I, I definitely think there are going to be a lot of misguided attempts to make art based off of this. I am going to be very curious to see who the who the first people are that fuck it up and who the <laughs> first people are who attempt and knock it out of the park. And everyone's like, wow, what a great like time capsule, if you will, of this time. And w- what a great reimagination of what this was, you know, and I don't know if that's two years from now, if that's 20 years from now and a new generation looks back on this and goes, Oh yeah. Back in the, uh, back in the twenties when the, when the coronavirus came out, you know, that sounds weird. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I, I, I I think it's going to take a very soft touch, uh, and a, and a very, uh, the right creative person to really do this correctly. I a hundred percent agree. I love, I love that thought on there real quick i want to say shout out to water speech thanks for coming back pal we miss you welcome back we've got a very lively discussion in the the chat here i love it um but what i want to you know i think you're absolutely right the idea of it's got to me it can't be on the nose it can't (laughs) because i i've heard like some people were like you know someone's writing a stage play right now that is just right three people in one room in one location dealing with quarantine. And it's just, it's, a, it's too, it's too heavy handed. It's like, we right. get it. We got it. You know what? Maybe to some extent we need that. Maybe we need that story because right now it is so in our face and it probably just won't age well. You know, probably one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, 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 that happened. And I think to me, it's the subtle repercussions. It's, it's the, the ripples, the, the, whatever comes from the butterfly's wings, if you will, that sort of ekes its way in here and there to people's perception of society. Um, you know, cause I know a lot of stuff with Vietnam bred a lot of distrust in the government, you know, mm-hmm. and that a lot of that was imp- apparent in a lot of films that were like, you know, fuck authority, you know, people kind of had that reaction. I wonder if that's going to be like exemplified now, because I feel like more than ever people don't trust their government. I mean, part of it is just, it's politicized, but I think there's a lot of, I'd be curious to see how that is formulated and, you know, and not only that, like how's it portrayed in comedies even, you know, mm-hmm. like how does that come through in that regard? Well, cause how will we be able to laugh at this? You know what I mean? Right. Like when, as things <clears throat> are going on, like you sent me that wonderful video it was three minutes of, of a woman who was basically visited by her herself six months in the future. Right. And it was amazingly done where she's like, Oh, you're from the future. And I'm right. like, it yeah. took place in January of 2020 and it was yeah. uh, her from April of 2020 popping back in four months prior and going, Hey, let me tell you a few things you're going to want to do. Yeah. Pull uh, all your money out of the stock market. And you might want to put a little bit into a company called zoom. Yeah. And you know, so, things like that. It's like, is- it's just like, I can't tell you specifics, <laughs> but, and then I love it. Cause her past self is like, I feel like the Australian wildfires are going to define you know, this year and maybe in this decade and the person goes, Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot it's, about those. Right. She goes, yeah, you'd think that wouldn't you? It's like, right. She just laughs. Yeah. She goes, Oh yeah. Right. I forgot. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, something like that, that's like a, that's a terrible tragedy. She's like, your idea of the word tragedy is going to change quite significantly because it's, I think that's also great humor because I was that person where I was like, man, these wildfires yeah are insane like as well, much as they're burning Beth, i was like when the when the year started the first thing i always think of is i wonder what when all the news shows and all the shows do, at the end of the year do a recap of the year going over the big news stories the elections and the upsets and the sports events and the all not the gonna be much we go through and everything 
like I was like when the year started, I'm like, oh God, I wonder what I wonder what the end of the year this year is gonna hold for us. And the wildfires were I'm like, this is gonna this is gonna make the highlight reels. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, it will because there'll Nothing be two things that happen, you know, because there's no sports. Yeah. There's no concerts. Yeah. There's no I mean, whatever and you know, which leads us to, you know, entertainment wise too, you know, just content. Like they're not creating content right now. Everything's paused. So right. what does that mean down the road? Like what will we see? How will that affect? I mean, the, you sent me an article today. The Trolls movie, the new Trolls movie made a buttload of money. About a hundred million dollars. From you know, I, did, I thought you could buy it. It's just for rental. It's a $20 yeah. rental. Yeah. And they made a hundred million dollars. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is yeah. what we've got to do. And sh- to shake off that old, that old way, that old established thing of like, well, we've got a, well, we're going to release it in movie theaters. It'll be there for six to eight months, depending on how it's doing. And then we'll slowly transition over to rentals. And then we're going to transition over to digital. And then we'll go to hard copy to Blu-ray. It's like, you guys got to cut that shit out. Like we got to. Well, and did just, you read to the end of that article? I don't have Wall Street Journal, so it wouldn't let me read it. The link I sent you actually should have given you full access. It sure shit didn't. It's like click here, subscribe to read it all, and I was like, okay. We'll we'll go ahead and get that rectified for you because uh, I will get you the full article because it was a really fucking interesting read. At I got it from article, the from like the first four lines. It looked like a great article. It was a wonderful article. <laughs> um, the uh, not that we're pirating the Wall Street Journal at all. I want to be very clear about that. Um, I'm sorry. Goes, you know what else is a twenty dollar rental? Justin's mom. That's un. That's not true. What's your sound effect for that, Justin? It's not true. It's twenty five, twenty five fifty. That's double the price of Justin for one night, says Jervis. <laughs> Let me tell you something about <laughs> Justin's mom. <laughs> No, that's too much for me. I don't like that. I don't like anything about what we just did there. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Apologies. Um, We were talking about trolls. and So at the end of the article, it talked about how it's actually the theater company or the theater coalition, we'll call them, who they used they would threaten the, the movie studios and say, we won't distribute or we won't pick up your film. If you do not guarantee 75 days in the theater before it goes home distribution. And so now the theater, it's funny because there was a quote from whoever the president or the head of that organization is where he's he's basically saying that um, the guy at Universal who made this decision to do the trolls thing and that guy at Universal for years has been trying to shake this model up and been trying to do the home thing. And so now he's like. Okay, Here we now go. this is this is our chance to just as much as we can drive traffic to that, so we set a new precedent. But the the people at the theater you know, coalition, we're just going to call them the theater coalition, the theater federation. That's right. Um, they're they're now crying like, well, you can't use a, a tragedy to to or a, basically they're saying you're taking advantage of what is happening right now to push your agenda. They're politicizing it. And the guy's like, I'm not denying it, but also this needs to change, guys. <laughs> like we can the, – the the cut of revenue that I didn't realize – they – with the theaters, they split 50-50 at the box office. 
with the streaming, they take about 80, 20. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, that they're pulling in is far greater, far, far greater. They need to do about 30% more in the theater in order to take home the same amount that they're taking home in distribution. See, now that makes me wonder because you and Drew have talked at length about how the mid-level budget movie has gone away. I think this may be a variable that I haven't considered before, which is why a lot of them go big or go home is because they're like, we've got to make that extra percentage 30 percent so if you can have these straight to digital rentals if you will and if we get to the point where because of all this we sort of accept i don't know the right way to say this but we accept a lower quality uh product because we understand the limitations i wonder if this might revive that mid-level budget film or we might be taking will it be I'm wondering if this will even just create more avenues for stuff to be created and released because the movie I would stuff. Amend the low, I would amend the lower quality Okay. Statements. Yeah, I, I don't would, know the best way to yeah. put that. It's just, it's not going to be. Quite simply, lower budget. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a tentpole yeah. blockbuster franchise, you know, uh, film. It, it, is, it is just a regular movie. Yeah. I, I just, Your regular yeah. Quality, quality was the wrong word. Like you said, it's yeah. just, it's, it's. Yeah, I think you, you you defined it better than I could. And Decockerne84 says, serious question, how do you think movie theaters will survive this? I don't think all of them will. No, nope, <clears throat> I, I agree. I think movie theaters will become a um, boutique um, niche thing where it's not necessarily going to be, it won't be like it used to because A, who knows if people are really going to get back in those large clusters ever again. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure some people will. Um, and I wonder if um, I, I think I think they will be like for very special things, special events, special occasions. I don't think they're going to be as prolific as they used to be. It's no. just going to be because for me personally, at this stage of my life, if I can get a children's movie immediately available on my TV the day it launches, that's a win for me because honestly taking my kid to the theater is stressful. Mm-hmm. And also it's not great being in the theater with other kids. It's really not right. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think kids would rather be in their own home. I don't want them to miss out on the movie theater experience because right. it's special. We go, we get popcorn, we get candy. We're sitting in this big place with a great sound system. But at the end of the day, I told you this, they released onward, uh, I, I pre-ordered it and I had it immediately. Yeah. I was like, if, if you, because I wanted to go see that with Natalie in the theater and I couldn't. So I was like, right. I bought it. I didn't even think about it. I was like, got it, picked it up, snatched well, it up. Well, a lot of what they're saying is the fact that they're like, we're not going to like the fast and the furious and the Avengers and those kind of things. They're like, there's no, there's no question to the fact that we are still going to release those theatrically because again, those are they need the box because the box office still does have a draw like a lot. Not everyone has the means to stream at home, even though it's True. very widespread. But there are definitely those who don't have the means to stream at home. So then uh, they might have the means to go to a theater. And so there's definitely a, a something that they want to consider about like big 
tentpole, um, like your big summer blockbusters, those kind of films, like franchises, those are still absolutely likely going to be in the theaters. What we, what they are talking about is exactly what you were saying, is the mid-level movie is probably going to, I think right now, and I, I can't get the article to load, the link, I'm actually having trouble with it too, but the, the article said that there were four films that were slated to come out, and I, I'm absolutely struggling to remember what they were, but there's, oh, one of them was The Hunt, one of them was Emma, mm-hmm. uh, and there was two other ones, but all of that kind of range and combined, those had made about a hundred million as well. Uh, whereas in the theater, they would have had to have made closer to one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy-five million for them to hit the same kind of. So basically, they're like those kind of movies were were they're figuring out the formula of yeah. what movies they can actually get a better return on here and what movies they can get a better return on there. Yeah, and it's I, it's. It's going to take some tweaking, but I definitely think that in this instance, I do think the theaters are going to have to bend. The theaters are the ones going to have to. And, and also, I had someone who, and I, I think I talked to you about this. I had someone who was, they were like, uh, it was with, with Onward, I think. Yeah. They, they were like, I'm not paying $19.99 to rent a fucking movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what are you, we're we're at home quarantine, blah, blah, blah. And they were going off about it. I'm like, look, I understand that it, it, at first, there's a shell shock. There's a, a, a sticker shock. You're like, whoa, 20 bucks. That's not what movie rentals cost. But think about the fact that you're – okay, let's say you go to the theater and we'll we'll say you get the, the matinee, right? So your kids are going in. How much is a ticket for Natalie? Five bucks? Uh, we'll four say – we'll depend. Yeah, we'll say five. Five bucks. Right. And for you, it's what? Six fifty, right? Yeah, probably something like so that. So let's call it – yeah, let's just call it five. And it's a family of four that we're talking about in this scenario – Right. So right there, five, 10, 15, 20, you're at $20 now. And you're actually probably at a little bit more because of the six fifth. Like, so let's call it gas, 25 time parking. spent going to wherever right. you're going. Like maybe you're paying for park if it's in a garage. <laughs> and then that's the other thing is yeah. that you're going to go to the concessions and the concessions always equal the same amount. So Dude. you're at least 50 to $75 in the hole for a family to four to go to the theater to see a movie now you can stay at home. You can drink booze if you want. You can sit in your underwear, let your kids run around. You don't worry. You're bothering someone else. Someone else isn't bothering you. If your kids lose interest, you pause it. You spank them. You sit them on the couch. You tie them back to the fucking chair of the goddamn. I'm sorry. What were we saying? <laughs> That, sir, was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. you know what I'm saying. I know. Exactly. Like it's <laughs> For the record, when you started this out, we're like, hey, this guy was complaining. We need to get a baby whining or crying on oh, soundboards. We're like, yeah. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I, I feel the exact same way. Like, yeah, there is there is a convenience to it where you, the idea of, I, I think it's the perfect fit for because Decocker 84 asked a question. He says, first of all, does your mom do group discounts? How about birthday parties? But in addition to that, if you were... Way a mo- to drive that joke into the ground there, Cochran. <laughs> if you were a movie producer, what would your new strategy be? And mine would be, just like you said, you've got these tentpole big franchise movies. Right. Let them run their course in the movie theater because they will do well. Assuming we still want to have the large gatherings. I'm actually really curious to see how that's going to affect box office numbers but you add 
for the things like the hunt, which was already delayed because of political bullshit. Right. Um, but you have those movies that it's almost more of a pain in the ass to get them in the theaters because it's risky for people to go on my mind for me, when I see a movie like that, I'm like, I don't need to go see that in the theater, but you throw it there. It's 20 bucks. It's already ready to go. You can rent it. Like I might take a chance on that more so than like, I'm going to the movie theater. I specifically want to see one thing. I don't go to a movie theater and be like, Hmm, I guess what am I going to watch? What time is it? I no. It's funny because as we're talking about unless this, you're, unless you're Hague, unless you're Hague and Hague will just, Hague, yeah, <laughs> What do you know? Speak of the devil. Look what he just says. He just jumps in. He goes, you can pirate it too. You fucking scallywag. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Hank definitely will do that. Not saying he's ever done that if the law enforcement is listening. What does he do? He does like a a three-way on Saturdays and then he goes to the movies? He'll buy one ticket and then uh, just uh, sneak into the other theaters. But I look at it now because like as we're talking about this, I think about the insanity of a movie theater in today's society with the technology that we had. Like the idea that I have to think in advance the time that I want to go see this particular movie. Do I, cause I don't want to see it in fucking 3d. I want to see it just standard, whatever. And I go there and I buy a ticket and then I, it just, that seems so outdated versus like you said, you rent the movie, you watch it on your time when you want to. It's kind of like how when DVR came out, people were like, oh, I don't actually have to be there when the show is playing, you know, right. because think about the TV shows back in the day, right? A TV show ran and the only time you could pee was during a commercial break, you know, because then it's back on. If you missed it, you tough shit. And then not only that, when a show was over, it was over. You didn't get to see it again, necessarily. Sometimes there were reruns. But other times it was just gone. Like you didn't see it again. And I, so when I, I piece all that together as we're talking about it and we're having these awesome things from questions from the Twitch chat too, which is like, is, is the movie theater experience as we know it basically, I wouldn't say dead, but severely wounded. Like, yeah, I don't I think it's think going it to recover to its, to, to pre COVID situations. I don't think it can. A, for the fear of people being in gathering in enclosed spaces, I think that's really going to have a huge effect on all this stuff. Until we get a vaccine, no. Exactly. Like, that's, like once that gets figured out, then we can and what's start that? talking once about Once it takes effect, back. what, two to four years from now? Like, there's no way that stuff's going to survive. So I think you're, I think we're going to review this now is, is we've I kind of, again, you and I have talked about this at length. I kind of like it when you can break out of the grip of the established um, surroundings, environment, because I, I think if it works, that's fine. But some people just get stuck in it. Like movie theaters have been around for a long time and they've established these sort of deals with, you know, Hollywood and things like that. And these deals exist because they exist. Right. They're not progressive. They're not, no one's going to be like, you know what? We're actually going to walk back some of our percentage here. Like, no, no one's ever, it's like taxes are never going to go down, you know, like they're only going to go up. So, we've been living in this established thing for a while. So that's kind of why we get what we get from it. And these guys, like the people at universal are like, God, I'd really love to shift this up. I applaud him for doing this now because look, he 100% took advantage of the situation. Let's not, 
Let's not paint no, him as a hero here. Absolutely not. But at the same time, he also this is has something a, he has absolutely been wanting to do for a while. It's not a secret. Also, I think, I think this is also a viable opportunity to do it because he's like, I have a product that I need to get out, and it needs to go out to this to this demographic. I'm not waiting months to release this. It's ready to go. I'm going to release it. We're going to do a test. Bam! Here we go. And it sucks for the, this is a situation where I, it's kind of like AI automation, right? I'm like, fucking automate. That's great. Cause as a collective, it's a good thing. But for the people who are losing their jobs, it fucking sucks. Same right. thing here. Like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe we say fuck, fuck them. You know, maybe we say fuck the movie theaters. <laughs> it's coming from a guy that loves movies. Like, right. but maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you say fuck them. And you're like, look, man, we've got to shake this up. Just like we shook up the music industry with Napster. Right. Like, just like all these things, like we bust out of it because now is the time Right. Society has changed, and now it's time to adapt with that, and this is the perfect opportunity to try this stuff out. Any, I am fucking industry, sweating right now, getting I know jazzed are. up about this. Anytime an industry goes undergoes change of this magnitude, or this severely, this quickly, specifically, uh, there's always going to be growing pains. No one likes change, especially industries that are this big and worth this much money. But in, in times like this, you like you can't you can resist it all you want, but ain't gonna work out for you. Yeah, feller. and and I again, I, there's a lot of people are echoing this in the Twitch chat, which is like you really can't match a movie theater experience, right? But I also realize at this stage of my life, I only go for very specific movies. I just don't go to the movie theater to go to the movie theater. I go with a plan in mind. I'm like, I'm going to see Avengers Endgame opening weekend. Right. But the next weekend, I'm like, if it's not a movie I'm planning on seeing, I won't go. So while I absolutely love being in there, the big screen, and honestly, you look back at some of these videos that are circulating again because it's years since Endgame came out, and you're seeing those theater reactions, people losing their fucking mind at the portal That's scene, something. or when Cap gets Mjolnir and starts fighting Thanos, like, you will never, ever be able to replicate that catharsis, that moment in your home like right. there's no way you can capture that with just seeing a whole bunch of fucking nerds cheer when right. cat picks up mjolnir and starts right. fighting thanos like you cannot recreate that and those are the things that i will miss more than every anything because it's it's such the best thing between avengers in 2012 and endgame and also infinity war just hearing people get fucking pissed at the end that was the best that uh, that is something I will absolutely miss. Decocker ninety four asks Justin, Lord of the Soundboard, what types of movies do better in a primarily at home based experience? And I think that's kind of what we're talking to here. Again, I think any of those uh, giants um, like Avengers and Fast and the Furious and anything that is giant action sequences and things that that uh, you know Transformers, things with big sounds and big explosions. I think that needs the theater experience. You take it back. Doesn't need it. It benefits from it. Any Seth Rogen movie you can watch at home. Exactly. Right? Any yes. Any uh, any pretty much any Duplass Brothers movie you can watch at home. Any uh, Midsummer. I think they were talking about yeah. that in the chat earlier. That's a, so anything like that where it's more story driven, more plot driven, more character driven. I definitely think you can. You, you, I don't think you get anything more from seeing that on the big screen as you do seeing it on your TV at like home. Like Parasite. Do you think right. you missed out watching that at home versus seeing that in the theater? 
No. Probably I, not. I, I would think not. No. Yeah. I mean, and some people may argue there's definitely going to be an element of this being a personal choice as well, where some people are like, look, I just like movies in the theater, period. doesn't matter if it's Paddington or if it's yeah. Avengers. Sure. I like it in the theater. And like, yeah. great. That's, that's great. But I think in general, we can kind of encompass uh, an overall uh, – uh, we can come to a, a generalized agreement, whereas these big blockbusters tend to be more feature or tend to be more theater focused, and the uh, the smaller character driven ones are a little bit more or plot driven ones are more home. Yeah, no, I agree. I think because again, if you think about movies like your Duplass Brothers movies or your Parasites and stuff like that, they're mainly getting into the theaters just for the exposure. Like, mm-hmm. sure, Do, oh, just to be considered. To for be an a Oscar. contender, yeah. Now there's Ooh, another. We both just had the same thing. Like, what do we do now, right? What's what's <laughs> Oscars look like for this year if people can't right. go to the fucking movies? Oh man, dude, this is this is gonna change everything with that, right? Because I'm sure they're like, well, for this year we'll make an exception, but it's like, what if that's just the new norm? You have to consider. Then Martin Scorsese dies oh. early on when he considers Ooh. that people have to consider things on Netflix. <laughs> Without getting into the fucking theater. I mean, okay. I spit on <clears> my shirt thinking about all this. Like, it's we crazy. We need to put a pin in this because this is yeah. an entirely other episode. Ooh. And I've got ideas about who we can have on. Yeah. So pin in that because that's fucking, that's a great. I love that you and I both came to that moment. If you were, if you were on Twitch, you probably saw us. Our we eyes both, both lit up and we, we both pointed at the screen. We're like, dude, the Oscars. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> my jowls jiggled. I was like, Bleh. oh, I can feel it. By the way, I yeah. love uh, D. Cocker wrote, vote Doug 2032. Listen, your taxes are only going to go up. His re-election, 2036. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> hey, what do you want from me? Fuck him. Mm. Oh, Fuck man. Yeah, I think, I think in summation here, I think just to recap again, your big franchises that people are known to love and expect to do well, they will continue to exist, at least in the short term in the yes. movie theaters, but I think everything else is up for grabs, and I think comedies, I don't know, I guess I don't do horrors in films, but I know that a lot of people like that experience, like, collectively as a group to be in a horror sort of thing, but I don't know, I think I think everything else underneath that, and honestly, once that stuff kind of, I think, I honestly, my prediction is that the the large franchise movies will die down because of this. And Drew might finally get his wish. <laughs> yeah, right. I think, you know, obviously everything that Marvel's doing, but eventually that's probably, I think that might wind down and we yeah. might see a, a shift in the next six or seven years, like where we come with that and well, how that stuff is distributed. That, I like. Think about, I know in the comics, you know, they, they get, you know, Galactus and they get uh, these giant like celestial levels and they can go massive. And sometimes in the comics they need to, but I, I, I like the concept of going more like daredevil-y or Luke K like do it right. Iron fist, you know, but like more of the, where's your want want sound effect on that one? Fucker. There we go. Iron fist. <laughs> um yeah, but getting that more gritty, we talked about things being a little bit more grounded and not so, you know, like Enter Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Right, exactly. More <laughs> grounded. Um, but like it would it be interesting to see how you if you were forced to do things on a smaller scale, 
how could you? Because again, I mean, uh, look at your Deadpool being the mother of all invention, like figure out how to do it. This is the time when you have to get creative and you got to figure out, okay, we've got, you know, we, we can't, we might not make as much money back, but we are getting a larger cut of it. So we need to spend less, uh, at the start. Uh, so how do we do something of this magnitude, but on a much more consolidated scale? So I, I think it, it, it's a very interesting exercise in creativity for for these studios. You're not wrong, man. People are going to have to figure out how this is going to work best because there is, in any situation like this, there's a great opportunity. There's a fantastic uh -huh. opportunity. It's a matter of how can people capitalize on it and, and make everyone happy at the same time? Because obviously people are craving content. People are consuming it at insane qualities. I know someone at work who said they're losing their minds right now because every day is the same. They get up, they work, <laughs> yeah. they hop on their Peloton during the day to get some exercise. Yep. And when they're done, they might walk around their neighborhood, but then it's Netflix every single night. Right. And they're getting sick of it. But also people are just rapidly consuming content. So that makes you wonder how will this stuff come to me. And I think that's another topic altogether as far as like, how do you fill yeah. this, this gap? Um, but I don't know, man, I don't know. I, I, I am really curious to see how this affects people's perspective on things and what they're willing to do. And I'm, I'm willing to bit that I'm willing to bit. Oi, oh, I'm willing to bit. Just a bit. I'm a bit. Yeah. Well, bit. Just a bit. Just, just a bit. A jolly little bit. Yeah. Oh, jolly little bit. Oh, right. Drink it out of a bottle. <laughs> right out of a bottle. Right out of it, yeah. What I love most is recycling old bits. Little bits. You know what Me I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you know, like old little bits. <laughs> Watersmith says we got nice accent work. Thank you, sir. I have not been practicing. Although the other day <laughs> I go, Oi, Natalie, you want to play a game? She just stares at me. I go, you got to say it back. And she's like, I go, say it back. And Jill's, Jill's like, I just want to see if she's going to do it. And she goes, you want to play a game? She like just made her voice lower. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. That was just really fun. I'm like, can you try and do a British accent? She's like, ah, you want to play a game? Um, I don't know what I was saying, but this has been great. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I also wanted to say Jervis thanks. Just said something about a bluey, and I didn't know if he was talking about like a blue healer or, what or like know. blue balls. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to say also thanks to Twitch. Uh, this has been such a lovely, lively conversation in the Twitch stream. You guys have asked great questions. Um, yeah. This has been wonderful. So thank you very much. I love it. Yeah. Um. My camera's not set up right. I was trying to make it seem like I was flying into frame, but it didn't really work were, that well. Were you looking at the other camera? No. On, oh, yeah. On I was the, looking at the other camera. So yeah, I wasn't on that looking. One, I was you like, were that like, really good. like, why is Doug's fist in, this, in the shot? <laughs> it is. Everyone knows that means it's time for the throwdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today's throwdown is going to be. I have no idea because nothing we talked about sparked any sort of throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
honestly, I, I was so engaged with what we were talking about and this you know chat what? that I, I was not able to come up with anything. Today. I gotta say, good for you for staying present. I have a hard time doing that, you know? I'm like thinking yeah. and wondering, well, I'm not really in it, you know? There are times when, when we'll be talking about something, when we'll mention one person or two people and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's it. And it sends me off on a quick little thing. And it only takes a second, but that did not happen today. <laughs> I was thinking we could do the uh, the 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 head of the theater coalition versus <laughs> that guy from Universal, but I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> no, Justin, no. Um, we, we could just pick like uh, uh, Jervis versus uh, Etoy07. No, no. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna do this. What do you got? What do you got, Doug? I'm gonna sexify this while Doug takes a look at everything going on on the internet. Oh yeah, you don't even know. You're welcome, America. Yeah. All right, I went to this thing. It's a random superhero generator. So. Oh shit. Okay. Wait. So it'll it'll actually generate to like. It's just gonna. Ra- I'm just gonna be like. It do, it's not. It doesn't make the round up. No, it, it'll pull. Uh, yeah, it's not like a. a fi- okay. It's not a fictional yeah. superhero. These are real superheroes. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you know that's how it goes. Uh, first one that caught my eye was Nick Fury, and the other one is oh god. Can I ask how you came across this? I googled random superheroes, and that's is what, what came up. Fair enough. Because uh, I'd uh, like to know. Actually, we have we have done Doug versus Dave before. Water yeah. speech. Um, yeah. yeah. That ended up with Doug losing. All right, no, here, we losing. here we go. Here we go. I got a fantastic four. Okay, first of all, D. Cochran, thank you for the suggestion. I don't know who Bloodshot is, and I don't know who Attila is. So I have oh, no. Bloodshot is that new Vin Diesel movie. That's why I thought, but I don't know anything about it. So I got nothing. Um, How about this? Jervis <laughs> <laughs> goes, Etoy would win. He's American. He's clearly got a gun. Clearly. And he lives in Indiana. So. Truthful. Um, how about this? A Fantastic Four throwdown, everyone's favorite group, The Thing versus Reed Richards. Ooh. Thanks, random superhero generator. Well done. The Thing versus Reed Richards. Yep. Well, The Thing has been in the past, uh, has been put against the Hulk and stood his ground. Yeah. So, but that's like strength versus strength. Reed Richards is one of the smartest people in the world, and he's also, and he's also super stretchy. He's bendy. Yeah, but I see the thing is, I feel like so. Let's say like Reed Richards, you know, somehow wraps himself around the the thing's like face and tries to smother him. The thing is just going to tear him in half. Yeah, I don't know how Reed Richards would have to basically set up some sort of trap that would. Or, or somehow like sli- like pull himself back so he's like a slingshot and catch uh, Ben Grimm in there and then just like just catapult him off into space or something. Maybe? Jervis <laughs> says, Doug would be a great thing, cosplayer. I agree. <laughs> Let's make it happen. 100% yes. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the thing going to do? Clobber rubber? <laughs> Good point. That's fair, fair point. I think the thing could tear him in half. I really do. Um, 
I oh Alita, that was the it was it Alita Battle Angel. It was the one that was like half CG. The half girl that had real. huge eyes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I was yeah. lukewarm on the film. I'm glad I watched it, but I was like, eh. So anyway, yeah. Anywho, um, I think here's the thing. The thing is all muscle. And I think Reed Richards has obviously got brains. Yes. And I feel like he's going to outsmart him. He's going to use his environment to his advantage. And I think... I don't know how... He doesn't have any direct way of harming the thing. But I put him at the advantage because he's super fucking smart. So... I will... Yes, I'll give him that. And I'm sure he could, again, be it, you know, using... Yeah, science using physics. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. I will say, yeah, he could probably use his surroundings. And the thing is, he also, since he has studied the group, he knows a thing or two about each of their powers and uh, probably their weaknesses. So it's likely that he already has uh, knowledge about what might hurt each of the individual members of the Fantastic Four. He's kind of so, like Batman in the sense that he's got contingencies for everything yeah. you know well and also i mean isn't he widely considered to be the smartest if you punch a tire hard enough just punches you back i've seen looney tunes enough to know so i fucking love seven. you guys this is fantastic um, um i also got something <laughs> isn't he but isn't reed richards widely considered the smartest person in the mcu he's he's up there with i think or not the I, mcu but the marvel I, I think if he's not the smartest he's like in the top two or three like he's yeah Super up there for being smart. Yeah. Um, I got <laughs> someone else says, you know, you know what else clobbers rubbers? Oh boy. <laughs> Is it Doug? Because he's got a kid. Uh. Uh-uh. It's Justin's mom. <laughs> <laughs> That one was submitted via personal text to me, so thank you. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I Deadly. don't know specifically how this is going to happen, but I'm going to vote that Reed Richards win wins purely based on intellect. Um, and because he is flexible uh, in more ways than one, I don't think... Th- the thing Ew. will be able to <laughs> will be able to necessarily just straight up brutalize him. Yeah. So I think that almost that because that's the only thing the thing has to offer is he's yeah. got his, he's got his obviously his tough exterior and he can punch. That's it. Whereas Reed has so much more around him that he could use to be effective. And I I will also say too that if you're going up against the smart the one of the smartest people in your known universe. That's it's going to be pretty tough, pretty yeah. tough. Also, if he's the leader of your group, he is the one who has been studying all of you and checking you out to make sure that you know, everything he's probably got. He's got your number. Yeah. So regardless of the way, we're going to say Reed Richards for the win. <laughs> I promise to get the sound effect on the actual soundboard eventually. Can we asked uh, Rob Baumeyer to make a victory song. <laughs> Oh, we absolutely can. He just got a brand new computer. He's dying to fire up. Uh, I would his, love his to see what he comes up with. Like a just, I don't know. A throwdown she, victory song. Throwdown victory song. Whatever he wants to do with that, I 
I would I would love to see it. Done and done. We are on it. Uh, D. Four says, looking forward to seeing what they do with Fantastic Four. I also agree. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Wait, are they re- Re- they're re- rebooting it well now that disney owns it it's definitely going to happen at some point so that's true yeah the rumor is that the big bad guy in the next avengers phase is going to be uh dr doom um so right. in, i always i think i i think i underestimate how bad dr doom actually is you mean like like, I, like how 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 bad of a dude he is like how yeah. how much of a badass like because all I all I'm going off of is the guy from uh, what's the surgery show the the Swan Nip Tuck oh <laughs> no the guy off Nip Tuck who played him in uh, in in that the bad shit. ones yeah yeah I, that's all I'm going off of like that guy wasn't bad he was, was he fucking magnetic he is Fuck also him. he's also one of the smartest guys in the Marvel right, yeah. universe so yeah so yeah I, I would like to see I would like to see my opinion changed on Doctor Von Doom there you go Doctor Von Doom. Dr. Von Dooman. This was a fun one, man. This was so much Whee! fun. Uh, before we start wrapping up, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? What do you got so going I watched, on? Uh, you have until the end of the month to watch it on HBO. And if not, you can still rent it. But uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? The yeah. Mr. Rogers documentary, not the Tom Hanks one, but the documentary. Uh, I think I started watching that. That, that man was just... It. There was something... Un- like not human about him in in the best way. Like he was the embodiment of pure good. Like if Hitler was pure evil, this guy was the the yang to that yin. Just pure pure good. So it in in what we're going through right now, that is exactly what I needed to see over the weekend. So I strongly recommend seeking that out and just and we've talked about this before. I don't think will ever see anyone quite like that individual, like Fred Rogers again. And I honestly don't know if someone like Fred Rogers could exist and thrive in today's day and age. He was, it was something else. So to watch his story, to hear from him and people around him, it was, it was pure magic. So check out, won't you be my neighbor, a documentary about uh, uh, Fred Rogers um, again on HBO till the end of the month, and then you can probably rent it after that. And then also, uh, Two East Eighth still has their screenplay competition going on. So check out two east forward slash short script contest. So two east forward slash short script contest. And um, you can submit, there's two tiers there's a $15 and a $30 tier to get uh, feedback on a short script that you're writing. Uh, the $15 tier gets you minimal feedback, like about a paragraph's worth of notes on your script. The $30 tier gives you a uh, like page or more of feedback and will help uh, flesh it out a little bit. And then we are going to be going through and we potentially may pick up to five winners to actually produce their, um, their screenplay that they submit. So if you've ever wanted to get your screenplay produced, if you've got an idea in your head, Write that shit out, submit, and let's collaborate together. Nice. That's awesome. You know, in an alternate universe, Fred Rogers was the John Wayne Gacy of, of that universe, right? I'm not going to go into that because uh, he's too good of a man to, to even joke about it. In this universe, for sure. But in an alternate universe, it got real dark. I'm just going to play this until you're done. Because <laughs> that, that, that makes it so much cooler, right? Right. Because that, that, that makes you do this right now. You're laughing. <laughs> Um, first of all, I want to just remind everyone, uh, Thursday, April 30th, we're doing a bonus 
video game live stream on Twitch. Dcochran84 and myself are going to be playing a game called Warhammer Vermintide 2. And you can hop onto Twitch. And the game is designed. It has a Twitch mode where you can vote to basically alter how the game goes. You can spawn bad guys. You can help us by giving us medical supplies. It's going to be awesome. We tested it out. I can't wait. Please come hang out. Make our lives a living hell or help us. I don't know. The choice is yours. I am 100% going to be there to yes. derail as much as I can. I can't wait because I think it's going to be so much fun. Also, please, I'll get to that in just a second. So, oh, man, Thursday Throwdown. That's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> um, my big uh, recommendation is yes. uh, last week I recommended a specific song from the band Dance Gavin Dance. Their new album, Afterburner, came out on April 24th. I bought it. I fell in love with it. It's absolutely amazing. It's, nice. it's, it's, if I had to describe this band, it's a little bit of like some screamo stuff mixed with some funk mixed with Bruno Mars. Um, and a little bit of alternative rock. It is, it's one of those things where I explain that to Jill. She's like, God, pick a genre, but it piqued my attention, but it is so awesome. They do one song in Spanish, it's got like a Latin vibe to it with screaming. I'm like, this is amazing. Another one's kind of got like an old school, like 50s rock that slips into hip hop that then slips into rock. It's phenomenal. I absolutely can't recommend it. The album's called Afterburner. It's available now. Check it out. You can check out. They have, I think, four other songs on the album on YouTube right now. Go look them up. Dance, Gavin, Dance. So good. I'm in love with their album right now. Can't stop listening to it. Highly recommend it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That being said, Guys, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitch. Come on over, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Hang out with all these cool people. Have the conversation while we're recording the podcast. Hang out with us while we do our video game live streams. We try to pick games where you can engage with us and play along with us, or at the very least, help us or harm us physically, emotionally. Um, and it's so much fun. Like it's been a blast. Etoy 07s and Jerbis and all those guys, they hop in, they play with us. It's great. It's an awesome time this week. So that would be May the 2nd. We're going to be doing uh, among us. So that's the game of deception where someone's an imposter and they murder their friends. You have to figure out who it is. So please come hang out. You can play that for free on your phone or you can just watch us. So either way, come hang out twitch.tv slash mindgap podcast. Follow us. And hang out. We love to have you here. This just makes the experience so much better. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social medias at MindGap Podcast. And check out our YouTube channel. Most of the time, I will take the highlights from those Twitch streams. I chop them up into videos. Throw out all, and just put out some really funny stuff. We released our highlight from Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes uh, over the last weekend. Really good stuff. Check us out there at MindGap Podcast. And now I will turn this over to Justin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcast, on uh, Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Podcast, wherever podcasts are found and consumed. You can subscribe to us, share us around, uh, like, rate, review, all those things that we ask you to do. Uh, sharing is the big one. If you do like what we do, please share this on your social media. I cannot stress enough how much that helps. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap. And then 2East8th in general. Again, 2East8th.com slash short script contest. You can go there, submit your script, and uh, just be on the lookout. Uh, Drew and I are still 
trying to figure out how to to collaborate and come up with things whilst in quarantine. So um, hopefully we'll have some some fun stuff coming your way soon. Yes. So with that being said, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.